Hello, and welcome to Three Cents Worth. You're listening to WNTH 88.1, The Voice of New Trier. And next week, on this very station, you, uh, you'll be hearing the Radiothon. That's, that's exactly a week from now, next Saturday. Uh, gotta mention that. Probably mention that a, f- a few other times, because we're going to be playing some music from our interviewee, Ian McKay. Uh, it's just me, Sean Crawford, in the studio right now. Hopefully, we will be joined by Danny Frank later. Um, and we will share our favorite albums of 2016. Maybe our uh, albums that we're really excited for 2017. I don't know. Um, anyways, I was I mentioned Ian McKay earlier, just just probably less than 30 seconds ago, or less than 20 seconds ago. Now maybe 30. Um, who's going to be our, our? We are going to be interviewing for the Radiothon, for the WNTH Radiothon next week. It's our it's our one fundraiser for the year. Um, so. Shoot us some money. Support support school radio. It's a good thing to do. It's a good. It's your it's your duty. It's your duty. If you listen to uh, the radio station, it's kind of on you. You 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 gotta help us out. Help us out with the with the radiothon. Anyways, how you support us is uh, you get, you go to the wnthradio.com website. That that is the new website that that we are. That we are accepting donations are. Uh, I go to the little uh, menu tab. I hit the donate button, and make sure you put uh, three cents worth in in that description, so so we can get a bit of the credit. Uh, me and and the other people who will be joining us on this show. Um, anyways, if you're wondering who Ian McKay is, which you might, uh, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, he is a musician. He's been in bands such as Minor Threat, Fugazi. Uh, minor Threat being one of the uh, most prominent hardcore DC hardcore bands um, in that whole scene, and Fugazi being one of the first and uh, most prominent post-hardcore bands. Um, and and if you don't know either of those bands, they probably uh, influenced some of uh, some bands that you probably like. If you've ever heard of uh, Rage Against the Machine or Foo Fighters, um, specifically Foo Fighters, because Dave Grohl, huge fan of Minor Threat, grew up listening to. Uh, that whole DC scene grew up around there, and uh, then then he liked he liked that music. So um, hey, if you like if you like any of the bands that I have mentioned, make sure you tune in. We're going to be at eleven o'clock in the morning. And uh, still, if you're still not sold on this whole thing, I'm going to play some Fugazi music for you, and uh, you you can listen to yourself. Figure out figure out if these are guys that you like, um, and if so, you you might want to support us. So, anyways, this is a song off of their first album. Uh, It's called 13 Songs, and the song is called Give Me a Cure. Uh, Give Me the Cure. Uh, Yeah, and we'll be back right after this.
and that was Fugazi with Give Me the Cure. Um, awesome band. Ian's an awesome guy. Hey, check check out the interview. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you tune in, and I hope you donate. WNTH 88.1. Gwyneth. Um, again, that, that website is on the WNTHradio.com website. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll be talking to Ian about all sorts of things. If you want to ask us a question, just, just shoot that to us in that, in that little form there, uh, along with the name Three Cents Worth again, and so we can get some credit for that, and we can get your question, too. Um, if you have a question for Ian Mackay of Discord Records, Minor Threat, Fugazi, Teen Idols, Evens, pretty much everything. Start, he coined the term Straight Edge. That's cool. He did a bunch of stuff. It's it's really cool. He's a really cool guy. Trust me, guys. He's really cool. Uh, anyways, I'm going to be getting into my favorite albums of the year, of 2016, not, not 2017. Um, that would be a bit premature. Uh, not many bands have come out with albums yet in 2017. And uh, some of the ones that have been released, kind of meh. I'm, I'm, I'm referring specifically to the new Ramshackle Glory album. Not a huge fan of that. Love their first album. Not a huge fan of that, but but that that's not relevant because we're not talking about Ramshackle Glory. They they released an album this year. We're talking about albums from last year. And uh, the first one, I'm going to get into my honorable mentions. The first album last year that, that I just loved, um, Descendants, came out with a new album called Hypercaffeine Spazinate. Um, I've, I've been around this album enough to memorize how to pronounce that. Um, the new album, it's great. It's, it's, it's kind of what you would expect from Descendants. That's the one downfall. Um, it's kind of the one fault to this album. That it, it's, it's kind of a bit, bit of a cookie cutter. It's improved upon their last album, but you know, it's, it's, it's not anything all that new. But if you're looking for new Descendants, if you like Descendants, if you've been listening to them for a while, this will definitely um, hit the spot for you. If you're not familiar with Descendants, go check out uh, Milo Goes to College. Finish, finish this program. Uh, check out Milo Goes to College. It's their classic album. Kind of overshadows a lot of their, uh, their work after that, but it's, it's still a good album. Because um, it, it, it is their best album, but, but uh, a lot of their other really great material that they released after that was kind of... Uh, held up to the standard of Milo goes to college. So, um, yeah, if 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 you like if you like that album, check out their other stuff. It's all great. All their early stuff is great, um, and their later stuff I don't have a problem with either. Um, I don't think it has much staying power, but but the new record it's great. I love uh, especially tracks like Testosterone, uh, where I'm getting kind of a Dead Kennedys vibe, uh, where Milo kind of has this kind of sing songy voice that you would expect from Jello by Afro, and they've got these uh, surf guitar riffs. That, that you might hear on a Dead Kennedys record. Um, just kind of cool. There's, there's just so much. Lo- they've got the bass lines. Carl Alvarez is a fantastic bassist, uh, one of my favorite bassists, and it's it's just so much fun. If you, it, it, It's just a lot of fun to listen to if you just, just focus in on the bass line. And, and yeah, so that's um, my first honorable mention. Second honorable mention, we got Touche Amour. Sorry, couldn't pronounce that at, at first. Touche Amour with their new album, um, stage four. It's, I mean, it's not the type of music that I would typically listen to, but it's still an incredible record. Um, it, it's, it chronicles the um, death of the lead singer, the vocalist, uh, I believe his name is Jeremy. His mother died um, 
while the band was performing on stage. And this is almost like a concept record um, about kind of the atmosphere surrounding her death and him dealing with her her death. Um, and it's really emotional. It's hard not to get caught up in, in the emotion of, um, of of this vocalist who's who's just kind of like screaming his heart out. Um, really heart wrenching record. Um, I'd like to play you a song from it. The song it's a it's a pretty short song. It's not eight seconds, but the the, the song is called Eight Seconds. Um, it's it's much longer though, um, and it's it's about the actual moment where uh, Jeremy's playing on stage. He finds out his mom died, um, and it's it's just it's it's an emotional. Um, I mean, I would say it's an emotional roller coaster, but it's it's just one that just goes down. It's kind of more like a giant drop. Um, so this is this is going to be uh, eight seconds by Touche Moore off their new album Stage Four, which, by the way, isn't it's the the title of this album. I just love, and I, I mean, it's it's a weird thing to kind of geek out about, but it's it's really cool. Um, it's their fourth album, um, and obviously Stage Four, it it kind of um, plays into the the um, cancer that that Jeremy's mother was diagnosed with. So it's it's kind of got that kind of. Um, attached to it that, that wordplay but it's it's their fourth album and also bringing the stage into it which is a very kind of important theme that keeps coming back over the record about him doing what he loves and, and his, his mother kind of telling him to go, could, to go do what he loves instead of staying with her uh, while she was at that kind of time that she was dying so uh, I've talked about this enough I'm going to play 8 Seconds off the new Touche Amour album uh, Stage 4 and uh, yeah sit back enjoy and uh or not, don't enjoy just just kind of go along for the ride but uh this is 8 seconds Touche more with uh, eight seconds. Next up, we've got on our honorable mentions list. We've got the Falcon with "Gather Up the Chaps." Um, I'm a huge Lawrence Arms fan, um, and, uh, and and they're just kind of the quintessential Chicago punk, pop punk, oak core, whatever you want to call them, um, act. And they, I mean, 
Brendan Kelly, who is the lead singer of the Lawrence Arms, he is a fantastic lyricist. He's a genius lyricist. Um, and, and the reason I'm bringing up the Lawrence Arms is because the Falcon is, is kind of a Chicago punk supergroup uh, with Brendan Kelly um, and I think Dave Haas um, they're, uh, of, of the Lawrence Arms. Um, we've also got guys from Alkaline Trio. Um, I used to have a guy from Rise Against, but he's he's not drumming in that band anymore. Anyways, the new album is incredible. Um, Brendan Kelly brings his his fantastic lyricism to this band as well. Um, a lot of them kind of circling a similar theme of kind of drug use, but also being a father at the same time. So he's kind of like he's living this kind of rock star life, and he's he's up on stage, and he's he's kind of he's kind of like living like he's um still just like i don't know like like he's he's still like a 20 a something um but he's like he's in his late 30s early 40s um and he's he's kind of still living like that and and there's an especially kind of um there's this moment that on the record that really caught my attention after the song called uh Sergio's here um which is about like kind of his his drug dealer coming to his house and and him having to scrounge up the money to get drugs and at the end of the song it, it's kind of this like fun party carefree song about him using drugs and at the end of the song you hear this recording of his daughter um and of, of his daughter kind of singing and and it's kind of like you have to stop and think for a second and he he, he kind of leaves everything um a bit more implied um, that he doesn't, he, he kind of talks about himself being a wreck, but he doesn't really bring the family aspect into it all that much. And it's kind of like a moment where you, you kind of have to like step back and think about what he is is saying and, and what, what he's doing to himself um, in this in this situation. Um, that And that, that's, that's an album that, that I just, I, I love the album i i'm a huge fan of of kind of all the groups that they kind of brought together to make this um the one thing though the reason it didn't make my top 10 is because sometimes the songwriting sometimes the chords that they use they they kind of tend to reuse um chord progressions and and it it, it starts to almost seem like haven't haven't i heard this song that that goes a bit more for like their past work you start to hear connections not within the album but within their entire discography but as an album but with like as an album as a whole um it's it's really well done it's really well put together um so that's that's another one of my uh honorable mentions um and our final honorable mention that that I just want to want to throw in there is uh, the new Big Ups record. Big Ups is a, a post-hardcore band that, that sounds, especially on their first album, they sound very similar to Fugazi in a lot of ways. They kind of have that almost um, riff-centric, kind of started with a riff and it kind of turns into a jam session. It kind of sounds like that's how they write their songs. And I really like that writing style. It, 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 um, it makes some like really kind of catchy little uh, riffs that they play off of. Um, and and the the new the new Big Ups album, I don't think that it's quite as great as uh, their previous work. Uh, wasn't as huge of a fan of of the new Big Ups, but it's still a really well put together record, really solid release from this kind of post hardcore band. Um, and and they still got a lot of the aggression, a lot of the really um, well put together hooks 
And uh, yeah, check this out if you're you're uh, a fan of a lot of the stuff that Fugazi's doing. Now uh, on to my top ten, my top ten albums. So those those honorable mentions were in no particular order, but now we're getting into an order uh, here with starting with uh, number ten, the new Body uh, Show Me the Body record, Body War. Um, but Show Me the Body is is kind of a rap rock group, which I know has a connotation. Um, often rap rock is is the the first place people's minds go when they hear rap rock is like Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park, which isn't I I don't think a fair place to go because I I like the concept of rap rock. It's kind of been tainted a bit. Um, the kind of I guess the legitimacy or the um, concept, I guess the way that people view it. It's it's kind of. Uh, it's it's not it's not what it was back when Ragey and Machine was putting out stuff. I guess that's that's all I'll say about that. They were kind of the diamond in the rough, and then that sound was kind of associated with the 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 acts that I mentioned. You know, you got your Limp Bizkit and your Lincoln Park and and whatever other maybe saliva um, doing doing rap rock, and and that was how people saw rap rock after the early two thousands. So. If if you want to make a rap rock record these days, you have to really completely reinvent reinvent your sound um, from those days, which is what Show Me the Body has done. Um, it's really almost kind of some of these songs are really like minimalistic. They've got a, a lot of energy. They're really gritty um, tracks that that just kind of they have a lot of power behind them, um, but they can kind of bring it down too. The one thing I'll say about this record is they've got a really they've got. So, two sides there's two sides to show me the the body um where they can kind of bring it down and kind of have like you know kind of a more subdued track i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like easy listening but it's more subdued and they do that really well and then they have their big kind of aggressive um kind of screaming tracks where where they kind of go all out but they don't really transition between the two all that well um that's that's the one thing i have to say about show me the body other than that um what i mean giving them credit where it's due it is a it's a great record um highly recommend it um yeah and and it sounds a lot like my i'm i'm going to give away my next my next uh pick but if you are a fan of this next pick you will be a fan of show me the body cuz cuz uh next next uh, number for number 9 we've got uh death grips uh with Bottomless Pit. Death Grips is... I, I don't listen to all that much hip-hop. I'll say that. You know, I've, I've lis- I listen to, uh, you know, the... the I, I've, I've been trying to get more into it. You know, I've, I've, I like Run the Jewels. I like Beastie Boys. All your, all your classics. Um, NWA. Um, but I don't listen to much hip-hop. Um, I think that, that Death Grips is kind of the... the Place, the band that you would go to to kind of bridge the gap between punk and hip hop, um, where they kind of take this kind of punk attitude, this kind of um, almost, I guess, difficult. Um, it sometimes these, these it's almost difficult sounds. These um, and and the concepts behind these tracks are very, um, very just wild and out there, and it's it's something that really only Death Grips can do. Um, do justice to just this. I, I I don't even know how to describe the sound of this record. You really just have to listen to it yourself. Um, and fortunately, I can't give you that song. I can't make you listen to it right now because none of these songs are clean enough to play on the radio. 
But um, my my favorite tracks. Oh, and I should have I should have mentioned my favorite tracks for "Show Me the Body." Um, I'll I'll go back and, and list my favorite tracks. Favorite tracks on this album got to be uh, the title track, "Bottomless Pit." That's my favorite. On this album, we got it. It, it uh, kind of really plays up that the punk aspects of Death Grips, um, but also the opener giving good, uh, giving bad people good ideas, and a uh, hothead, which is, which is the, it's the wildest, most eclectic song that you will ever hear. It is, it is impossible to make heads or tails of hothead. Is is the song that I'm talking about right now. Um, and and it and it kind of it has its moments where it kind of falls into a nice groove, but then it just it just kind of takes a left turn, um, and it's impossible to comprehend at all. And I love that about Death Grips, um, it completely unexpected, uh, completely unpredictable, um, and that's boundless pit for you. I'm gonna go back to uh, the body body war because I missed that. Um, sorry, it's a bit confusing of my organization. But uh, I got to say, my, my top tracks on this have got to be Title Track, Body War, um, Two Blood Pact, um, fantastic song. Um, and yeah, yeah, those, those, those are some of my favorite tracks from that. Now, moving on to number eight, and I'll be able to play you a song from this one um, because they've got a completely instrumental track. But uh, again, none of the... Other songs I don't I do not think are uh, clean songs to play. We've got the Taxpayers with Big Delusion Factory. I've been getting into the Taxpayers a lot recently. I think that they're even even though they're pretty well known, uh, a lot of their stuff is still really underrated, um, which is which is why like is I, I had to put this on my top ten list. I had to give it credit uh, because it's it's also just just a fantastic album. It's um, it's. Got it's got influences from really everywhere. You got some punk, you got some folk, some blues, some jazz in there. Um, and I really like how taxpayers they they have all these different influences that they're pulling from, but they're able to really pull it together all really well. It doesn't really feel like there are any loose ends um, to any of the sounds that they're playing with. It's all it's all very well put together, and they and they know what they're doing with their their sound. None none of it feels like a novelty. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and there's some there's some tracks on here like call me call me Linda is a fantastic way to start out the album. Well, call me Linda technically doesn't start out the album. What you've got starting out the album is a song called uh, I forget it's it's viable by trade on nothing. It's it's a really obnoxious track that probably turned a lot of people who actually did pick up this listen pick pick up this album to listen to. I probably turned them away. It's got this sample of this drill bit kind of revving up and then and then uh kind of uh I guess yeah, it, it just got this drill bit sample going over and over again and these kind of croaky vocals over it. And it's it's kind of overly artsy and a bit obnoxious. And that's that's the one thing that I really have against this album. On um, that and, and its replay factor isn't all that great. Um, it's really great as a first listen, just as a first experience, because um, this album really is kind of an experience. But um, that track is—it's—it's it's only like a minute long, kind of obnoxious. Maybe maybe you'll find more in it than me. Um, but that that all fades out, and then "Call Me Linda," which is the real opener, um, kicks in, which is this piano ballad that that is on, honestly a bit hard to understand. But it's got it's got. Um, Self-deprecation in all the right ways, um, just the way that I like it, which which is kind of like, 
it's it's self-deprecating, but it's kind of almost reflecting some of that out onto the world. Um, and I'll get into that a bit more in one of my later picks. But um, oh, look, we've got Danny Frank in the studio. Hey, Danny Frank. Um, I'm going to talk to you in just a second. I was just going over one one of my one one track that I really like, um, one album that I really like, and we're going to play a track from that album uh, pretty soon. Um, yeah, so th- this album is uh, The Taxpayers, Big Delusion Factory, um, and this song that we're going to play is uh, called Roll Call. It's all instrumental. It's, it's the only song that I can play, but yeah. And that was the taxpayers with roll call. Now we've got uh, Danny Frank in the studio. You listen to WNTH 88.1, the Gwyneth. Uh, The Voice of New Cheer, too. Reminder, Radiothon's next week. Donate on the website. That's WNTHradio.com. And we were just on to our number six pick uh, for album of the year. And Danny can weigh in on this uh, because I know that he he liked this album um, a lot. And Danny's mic is not on. There so we go. Now Sean, it is, now it that, is on. That solves the problem. Yeah. So, anyways, our number six pick uh, is is well, my number six pick. It might be somewhere else in Danny's list, list if it's even on his list. But it's uh, the new album from Weezer, which is the White Album. Uh, it's just simply Weezer. It's a self-titled album, but it's their uh, fourth, I think. Let's see, there's blue, no, green, red. Yeah, blue, green, is red, it? and white. No. So it's uh, their fourth self-titled album. Um, and it's entitled, well, it's entitled Weezer. I, I don't know why I said self-titled, and then it's entitled... Just the White Album cu- cummy, cummy Break, yeah. So uh, this this is really, I mean, I was, I was going to say it came out of nowhere, but it really didn't because their last album kind of showed that Weezer could kind of move in the right direction again, could kind of get back on their feet. But there was a moment there in Weezer's career where they... It just was could just not bad. put out anything good. I think they they were at first it started as like kind of just a radio appeal, but then it just it just kind of uh, manifested itself into just stuff that the radio didn't want to play because it was it was bland. It wasn't all that interesting. There was nothing that set Weezer apart other than their previous works. Uh, but I'm willing to say that this is their, and I think a lot of people will agree that this is their strongest album since Pinkerton, um, and it really kind of it. It kind of hints back at the um, at the olden days of Weezer, the Weezer's kind of strongest points. But it, it in no way feels like a nostalgia trip. It's it's very much kind of its own sound, its own thing. Um, especially with songs like uh, "Thank God for Girls," um, which 
I would not expect from Weezer, but I really found myself loving it. It wasn't love at first listen, but um, it was. I mean, it's it's a song that really grew on me. Um, and and we we might play that song. Uh, is is there anything else you want to say about this album, Danny? Uh no, it, it kind of surprised me. I had pretty much given up on listening to Weezer. You know, I'd listened to Pinkerton a ton of times, which is a great album, and I just kind of given up because, well, uh, there there wasn't there wasn't much between like <clears throat> like two thousand and then now, and I was like, oh, a new Weezer album. I I guess I'll check it out, and I did, and I really liked it, and it was good. And then we reviewed it on the show. Yeah, that was real cool. Definitely an album that you want to check out, especially if you like old Weezer, uh, but really just haven't found yourself uh, gravitating towards them in recent years. It's 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 worth. It's definitely worth your time. It's only like a half hour. Um, so yeah, we're gonna play that song that I mentioned earlier. It's called "Thank God for Girls," uh, off of Weezer's self-titled album, specifically the white one. The girl in the pastry shop with the net in her hair is making a cannoli for you to take on your hiking trip in the woods with your bros that you've known since second grade and you make kind of dragons or ruffians and be called upon to employ your testosterone in a battle for supremacy and access to females glued to the TV and even if you are victorious you may receive many cuts, bruises and scrapes and you will require band-aids and antiseptic ointments and tender loving kisses on your scalp and when you come home she will
centrifuge machine mixed with cardamom and cloves Microwaved it on the popcorn setting while Adam was like Listening to WNTH 88.1. That was Thank God for Girls by Weezen. Weezer. Weezen. Weezer. Weezer was the name of that of that artist that played the song and Correct. wrote the song Thank God Correct. for Girls off of their self titled White Album. They're, they're not called White Album. Anyways, on to number five um, on, on my list uh, Swain. Um, admittedly, I've only listened to this album once. I've, I'm Got to say that because I I I was I slept on this one. I didn't listen to it until like a couple weeks ago, but uh, I heard it and and just instantly just it really just kind of grabbed me, and I, I couldn't not put it on my list. and And it made it up all the way to number five um, on on my list of uh, top albums, top ten albums of the year. Um, so I can't really say all that much. Again, I've only listened to this album one time. Um, but I can say that there were a bunch of songs that I liked, include, including the song that I'm about to play for you, uh, Never Clean My Room, which it sounds kind of childish and stuff, but the, the whole concept behind the song is it's a, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. The, the lyrics are, I'm never going to clean my room. I'm, I'll just move when I get sick of it, um, which is kind of an interesting sentiment. Um, and and a, it's a great song. It, it almost kind of reminded me of... Uh, Radiohead's creep, but like I'm not a huge. I, I don't mind that song, but like, uh, I, I it's, it's not. It's not. Did you say Radiohead? I'm I'm not a fan of of creep. Oh, creep is great though. Creep's okay. I don't mind that song, but anyways, I this song kind of reminded me of that in a way, kind of maybe the self deprecation a little bit, um, and it's it's kind of song structure too. Um, but I I felt like it was a more fleshed out version, and and I, I like this song so, more so than more like, than Creep by Radiohead. It's just like never gonna clean my room. Kinda. You can just listen to it because I'm about to play it on WNTH 88.1 The Gwyneth. Voice in New Trier, Radio Thongs next week, next week, and uh, Never Clean My Room by Swain.
and that was Swain. Never clean my room. Uh, we've got we've got a few more, and then Danny's going to talk about maybe his, some albums that he liked uh, on, on 2016 that, that were released in the year 2016. Um, next pick is uh, is is it's a weird pick because it's it's technically a parody album. It's a comedy album, um, but it's done so well. Um, it's by a well. It's by kind of band, kind of an alias of, of YouTuber Jared Alonji, um, Sunrise Skater Kids, Friendsville, which is kind of a parody um, pop punk um, band. But Your favorite genre. What? Your favorite genre. It's not pop my punk. favorite genre. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, but they, they're kind of playing off of more contemporary pop punk, neck deep, uh, wonder years, all that stuff. Stuff that I'm not too into, but he... He really does a good job of kind of channeling these bands. And even if you don't like pop punk, especially if you don't like pop punk, I suspect that you'll probably like this album. I like every single song on here, including um, in, excluding maybe a, a couple of the bonus tracks. Um, I, I mean, some some of the some of these the bonus tracks aren't, aren't the best, but it's it's an album that I, I went as far as to buy the CD of it, even though even though it's a comedy album, just because I, I I love this album so much. There were so many times where it. I mean, and I know music, musical comedy. It's easier to uh, kind of channel uh, humor through music, and uh, I mean, you can have subpar jokes set them to music, and uh, and I mean, t- you can you can just look to Tenacious D, and and they're they're still putting out music that millions no, of people are uh, still not listening really to. Putting out music anymore? What? Tenacious D is not really putting. They out put music. out a music like a, they put out an album like a couple years ago. Yeah, like four years ago. No, like a couple years ago. No, like four years ago. Okay, sure. well, anyways, I'm gonna play Sunrise Skater Kids, um, and as I said, I really like. Uh, let me let me just search this up. Sorry, I should have had this ready. Uh, Sunrise Skater Kids. Um, the new album is called Friendsville, um, and and it's it's hard to pick a song from this album because I really love every single track on here um but i think hmm let's see i yeah i think i think i'm gonna play um the uh one of one of the first tracks off of this album the first singles off of this album uh first world tragedy uh, and this is sunrise skater kids Let 
First World Tragedy off of Sunrise Skater Kids' new album Friendsville. It's a it's a parody album. D- don't take that it too seriously. Horrible. And um, whether you like the music that it's making fun of or not, it's it's a great listen. Makes fun of the generics of it. Um, and it's it's and it's it, the the lyrics at times genuinely uh, made made me uh, made me chuckle, not chuckle, full full belly laugh. Gave you a couple chucks. Yeah. Um. So. From there, we've got our number four pick, which was, uh, which is a just very serious, or yeah, yeah, very serious, uh, pop punk band, but but very tasteful, very no, tasteful pop those punk. Are not what you haven't listened to it yet. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Okay, this is this is uh, the new album from Pop. It's called "The Dream Is Over," which uh, is a title that was, um, it comes from something that the doctor. The, the lead singer's doctor told him after he strained his vocal cords, I uh, told him the dream is over, and uh, he's making it work, though. He's, he's, they're coming back with their sophomore album. This is how you do a sophomore album. Uh, their first album really didn't grab me all that much. Um, I liked Reservoir. I've since gone back to it and found myself liking a lot more tracks than I did before. Um, but it's, this album really exceeded my expectations. I uh, wasn't expecting too much, given that their last album really, at, at first listen, didn't have much staying power with me. Um, but anyways, this 
I, I think that on this album they, they have a really great blend. They they really have a great sound um, where they kind of blend pop punk with kind of some garage rock, some grunge, some just kind of alternative rock, and it just kind of all um, kind of comes together and it makes just one very cohesive sound. Uh, pop has a very uh, good kind of sonic blueprint that they play off of, um, and it really works for them. Uh, the 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 first two tracks are probably the strongest opening tracks that I have uh, heard that I've heard this year. Um, they got to take the cake for that. Um, it starts with "If this tour doesn't kill you, I will," which I'm going to be playing in a second, which goes right into DVP, um, which I can't play because it is an explicit song, but it oh, is a great no. song and it really it really works um, it, it works really well as an opener to the album. Um, but this thing is just kind of loaded everywhere with gems. Um, Pine Point, Old, old Wounds. Um, Pine Point's an interesting one. It kind of takes more of a... Uh, it has more of a blues spin, a, a bit of a blues sound to it. Um, and it kind of talks about the singer's hometown and maybe kind of the darker side of it, uh, which is kind of alluded to on tracks like The Coast. But he kind of goes full out and, and talks about kind of the the dark side of of, uh, of where he grew up. Um, in outside Toronto, uh, Canada, which is this is the uh, the first of two two bands on this list that are, are from Toronto, Canada. So uh, good job, Toronto! Uh, and I'm gonna play if the t- if this tour doesn't kill you, I will. If this tour doesn't kill you, then I will. I hate your guts and it makes me ill. Seeing your face every morning. One more month and 22 days. If this tour doesn't kill you, I may. I'm counting down the miles till we leave the state. I'm counting down the minutes till I can't erase. Every memory of you For a second, let's be honest Nothing will clean your filthy conscience Everything you do makes me wanna vomit And if this tour doesn't kill you, buddy, I'm on 
and that was the beginning of DVP that you were starting to hear there, which, again, we cannot play. But uh, it's a great song, great opening track to an album. Um, and number three, we've got a, another Side One Dummy release. Um, Side One Dummy was a, a record label that was just killing it this year with, with fantastic release after fantastic release. Um, just tons of killer albums. They had that pop album. They release, released the new AJJ album, which I wasn't a huge fan of in comparison to some of their other work. Um, but still, I mean, great band. Um, check, check out their discography. Um, but anyways, our next our next um, kind of entry onto this at number three got Jeff Rosenstock with Worry um, I, I'd admit I'll, I'll admit that I'm a bit biased on this because uh, I'm a huge Bond the Music Industry fan Bond the Music Industry was Jeff's project um, before he went solo um, that was kind of I mean they couldn't really sustain themselves because they were like extremely DIY and uh, I mean a really cool band they just had a documentary documentary released on them um, I've been meaning to check that out, but um, yeah, check out Bound the Music Industry if you're a big fan of Jeff's work. It might be a bit kind of um, it's not it's definitely not as accept, accessible as uh, a lot of his solo stuff. But Jeff really grabbed my attention with his album last year, and that's when I started to dig into his uh, old stuff. But he grabbed my attention uh, with We Cool, uh, which was his last project. Fantastic album. Um, it was a lot kind of cleaner cut, a lot more, you know, just overall, um, kind of kind of more more. Uh, I guess I've said widely accessible, but uh, a few times before. But I guess that's how I would describe it in comparison to his work with Bob and Music Industry. Uh, and it, it just it it really kind of put him on the map, especially for a lot of kind of underground music goers, music listeners. <laughs> um, don't know what music goers means. Um, it kind of it kind of got him out there and it got him some um kind of some notability in that scene um and so just a year later he's releasing another album and it is i i i'm willing to say that this album is better than we cool um if just by a tad but it is still it's still like hands down um i think it might be one of my favorite things that jeff has ever put out and that's that's some that's some stark competition from a lot of bond music industry stuff. Uh, to leave or die in Long Island is is probably top three albums of all time. Um, but Worry has a really interesting concept that it brings to the table. The first half of the record, kind of what we were expecting from Jeff, um, some really catchy singles, um, kind of in that son- sonically kind of pop punk style. We've got his kind of weak. Uh, vocals that are just kind of trying to keep up with the melodies that that, that he's kind of um, accenting a lot of the times. He'll, he'll use like xylophone, which kind of is an interesting contrast. It's this very kind of clean, kind of tingy instrument um, that that kind of goes along with his his um, his very weak vocals that are, are sometimes. Um, sometimes can be a bit funny to listen to, but at other times he just kind of embraces it. He uses it to his advantage, and that's one of the things I've liked about all of Jeff's work, that he's kind of taken his, his vocal style and he's kind of just made it... He's, he's taken the, what he can do, and he's made it kind of his signature style. Um, so anyways, he, he's got that for the first half of the, of the record. And then out of left field, I don't think anybody was expecting him to just have this giant kind of pop-punk opera... Um, 
or not not opera, like kind of epic, where he, I think like maybe seven, seven tracks around there, um, is it, they just flow into each other and they um, and kind of just make up one giant cohesive song that almost sounds like a bunch of ideas that he had, but he didn't want to expand on them too much. But they work really well together. Um, they they kind of play into each other really well, and they all every track feels like it's it is necessary and it doesn't feel like it's just kind of filling time um it's i one of one of my favorite songs is it's going to be one of the three songs that i played because they're all short songs that lead into each other is rainbow um which is a ska punk song that kind of um hints back to jeff's earlier work with bomb music industry it's a it's it's it kind of it kind of reminds me about the music industry but it doesn't feel like he's just kind of pandering to that crowd it feels like it it fits with this record really well um it's it's a jeff rosenstock solo song and, and you can tell uh somehow by the way that it's produced um anyways i'm going to play three songs that are really quick uh bang at the door rainbow and planet luxury they're all part of the side b of this record um and yeah so uh here's bang at the door by jeff rosenstock Judging me when I come home late and 
and that was Jeff Rosensack. We had three songs. We had Bang at the Door, uh, we had Rainbow, and Planet Luxury, um, all that playing was, after each uh... other. And there was there was even there was even more where uh, that came from. Um, and I've been kind of on and off with my favorite songs, but I want to just kind of mention these. Uh, if you want to check out more of Worry, definitely check out uh, We Beg to Explode, uh, Festival Song, Rainbow, which I just played, um, perf- uh, While You're Alive, and uh, Hellhole. That's, that's another great one that I really like. Um, and on to number two. My number two album of the year um, is, is a, uh, it's very bittersweet because it's, it's, a, it's a great album. Uh, by an artist that I admittedly have not listened to all that much of, but uh, who I feel like I really should listen to more of because I really like this. And, and he's a legendary artist, or was a legendary artist. Um, of course, I'm, I'm talking about uh, David Bowie's kind of swan song, swan project, uh, Black Star, um, which is, I mean, it really, it really kind of hits an interesting nerve. Um, where it's it's like on some of these songs it's like David Bowie is kind of since he's anticipating his death and nobody else knows about it when he's when he's writing or releasing this uh album um he kind of talks about a world that's kind of looking at his legacy and looking at his death and he's kind of reflecting on this world as it's actually happening which is a kind of surreal experience um, because obviously it's like it's recorded, so um, you, you'll be listen. You listen to this album, and, and and I did in the in the days after he died, and it, it's talking about the world um, as as it is post um, David Bowie's death, um, and it, it's weird to hear him muse on it and to hear um, the kind of the way that he kind of uh, he kind of addresses it, and and the way that he. Um, really kind of faces it head on um, it's, it's it's he if you look up his influences which which for this album which um, I suggest you you do there's a really interesting uh, mix of influences and and sounds that he took from including most interestingly um, former band album that I was talking about band that I was talking about death grips um, which you can hear on, on tracks like the title track Death Star. I'm <laughs> I just said Death Star. Uh, I, I meant Black Star. The title track Black Star, um, and and I think we we might play that song, um, which it's it's kind of got this this kind of skittery eclectic uh, feel to it, um, similar to to that of of the style of uh, Death Grips, um, and and it's. It's an interesting. It's an interesting way, and and then it kind of, it kind of all comes together and and forms. Um, it's very airy, very um, kind of triumphant, uh, kind of conclusion to 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 the track um, as a record. And and I don't want to want to talk for the entirety of this because I know uh, fellow person in the room, Danny Frank, has listened to this album. And uh, I want to see if he has anything to say about it. Do you have anything to say about this album, Danny Frank? Uh, I listened to it a while ago. I hadn't really listened to David Bowie before. You know, I mean, I had heard, like, his, his hits and everything. I really had never actually, like, actively listened to him. And after he died, I don't know, I was like, oh, he, he seemed like a cool guy, and I listened to him. And I don't know, I, I ended up really enjoying his music. You know, it didn't really stay on any of my playlists or anything, but, you know, it, it yeah. It is kind of sad to see somebody go. Somebody has such a huge influence, 
like you don't even have to appreciate his music just to see the influence he had on the general culture and everything around him and yeah it's it's sad to see him go but he he left us with something and it was it was pretty good yeah i second all of that that was very well stated um i don't think there's really anything else we could say so uh let's let's go into playing black star um it's it's a 10 minute track so uh so get get ready you're you're in for a treat this is david bowie's black star
something happened on the day he died The spirit rose a meter and stepped aside Somebody else took his place And that was David Bowie with Black Star. Um, and I've just got one more album that I want to shout out. Um, it was that other kind of ca- Toronto, Canada um, band, uh, The Dirty Nil, um, which it's, it, was their, it was their first full-length album that they released this year. Um, and I just really found myself coming back to it uh, time and time again. I saw them play live. They opened for Flag, and they've just got so much energy, and they really kind of channel it into the music. Um, you can really kind of hear that they're having a lot of fun. Um, each, in, like each, each, um, I guess member of the band really kind of brings their own kind of fury and their own creativity. It's a, it's an album that's very accessible, but at the same time, it's very creative, and it's able to kind of meet that kind of midpoint um, of have of having creativity, but also I feel like if if kind of your average person listens to it. Uh, they're 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 not gonna have any problem with it. Um, just just really creative work on all fronts. I found so many songs that I kept coming back to. Favorite tracks: No Weaknesses, Zombie Eyed, Russell You to Husker Do, uh, Husker Do, um, which which might be my favorite uh, song name of the year um, in Fugue State. And uh, I was gonna play uh, No Weaknesses. We're a bit pressed for time. I'm gonna play Fugue State. Real quick song, just real hard-hitting song, tons of energy, and uh, I'll catch catch you on the other side. Um, this this has been my top ten albums, um, and this last one is by The Dirty Nil. This is uh, Fugue State. And that was Fugue State by The Dirty Nil. Um, and I highly recommend, like, if you like that song, great. Check out the rest of the album. If, if you didn't like that song, check out No Weaknesses. It's, it's a great track. Um, but I kind of took up a lot of time, and now I want to hear about some albums that Danny Frank really liked that we didn't already cover. So, Danny, why don't you, why don't you take uh, it away? Danny Tell Frank me about albums that Danny Frank really liked. Uh, I'm going to start with one of them, probably my favorite album <coughs> of the year. Um, Atrocity Exhibition by Danny Brown. And it's just coincidence. That it's the a Danny code. Danny. Yeah. It's a Danny code. You sure. can't not put your album on, on um, his album on yeah, the list. Yeah, but it, it was just real good, and um, it was a great blend because he had. Um, it was a great blend of one of his albums, which was Triple X, which um, you know he really kind of came into his own with his like his his rapping. He's a rapper of sorts. Um, I, w- I would just, I would say full on rapper. Yeah, full on rapper, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Um, and then uh, his. Um, one of, one of the kind of problems was is that it wasn't really produced very well and um, and so like it didn't really you know make a ton of hits or anything but atrocity you know, ex- it, it, exhibition it, not atrocity exhibition okay because I love the production yeah of I know. Atrocity no that's, that that was my point yeah and then you have old and he's working with oh I forgot the guy's name but like he has a new producer and all the beats on that are amazing 
but like the rapping is it it it, it kind of falls it it's not as great as it was on Triple X and Atrocity Exhibition I think is really Danny has hit a stride and it is oh man Danny Brown you're not Danny, talking Danny about, you're Brown. not talking not about yourself no, in the third I'm person I'm not talking about myself in the third person okay <laughs> Danny but, has hit a stride <laughs> yeah and uh, it. Yeah, oh, it's just so good, and I keep going back to it. Like, if I need to listen to music, I'll just, you know, throw on a Trossy Exhibition. Do you know if there's a clean so song good. on there that I can queue up? There's the singles that he released before. There's some clean version of those, but we've, played, we've played each of those multiple that's, times. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. No hurt in playing it, was, it again. I think it was if When you It Rained, want, If you want to kind of... Give people a hint of Danny Brown. I am very I open to doing so. When it rained, pneumonia, and really dough. Okay, Those are the three singles. Let me see if I can find the clean versions. Uh, that's an explicit version. Really dough is not explicit in this single. So let's Ooh. let's let's get it let's get it playing. Right? Okay, right? No, really dough is, is explicit. Every song on the album is explicit. There's well, this single is not listed as oh. explicit. Okay. But the, the album version is. So right. uh, let's let's see. Let's see. Um, and if it's not, then uh, we, we can uh, we can take emergency precautions. So uh, if, if the song just Hit kind of... Hit the dump button. Yep. Okay. Bye, guys. That was Danny Brown, a little taste of atrocity exhibition. I with, told you, <laughs> and none of you heard nothing, because because of the dump yep. button. Yep. So, but yeah, that's 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 the basic. That's basically what the album what sounds dump like. Button, Sean? There's no dump button. We just decided to turn it off um, for fun. Um, anyways, that that's um, that's one album that Danny Frank liked. Any any other albums uh, that you really liked? Give me a second. Um, I heard a rumor that you really liked the Frank Ocean album. Is that true? No. You didn't? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Maybe that was Sammy. No, Sammy worshipped Frank One of you Ocean. liked Frank the like, Frank I don't Ocean know if you album. Like, I know in the beginning of the year, he's like, wow, Frank Ocean is a god. He's a genius. He's a god. He's a genius. And I was like, you know, he's, he's all right. You know, but... Yeah, and then Sammy was like, wow, Channel Orange. It's amazing. And I was like, it was all right. And then Blonde was like, oh, it's all right. And Sammy was like, are you kidding me? It's like the best music ever made. Like, it's going to save humanity. It was, it was all right. Okay. Well, there's a differing in opinions. I didn't listen to it. it. I felt no obligation to. I don't think you'd like it. So. Okay. It just doesn't really make a difference. Great. For you, I guess. Um, 
other albums I like this year. I don't know. I didn't listen to a ton of music that came out this year, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, I listened to a ton of older stuff. Oh! Oh, no, I remember. Um, uh, You're always going to find... We got it from here. Thank you for your service by A Tribe Called Quest. I've, I've needed to get back to that. Amazing. I, it was so good. It captured their sound so perfectly, but blended it with sort of like modern rap, and it is... Oh, it's so good, and I really liked it, and it's kind of sad that it's their last album, and, and the one guy died, and I forgot his name. I'm sorry. It was um, it Fife? Yeah, it was uh, Fife, Fife, yeah, Fife. Fife Dog. Yeah. I know this, Danny. He, he died. It was sad. I know this. He had some verses on some of the tracks, and then another reason they explained, like, the title doesn't really make much sense is that Fife Dog, that was the title he wanted when they started uh, working on, on it, and they just kind of kept it because he hmm. died, and like wow it's kind of a tribute to him and yeah nice That's sad and you're always when 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 you walk away you're just gonna remember like 20 more albums that you really liked and you you should have mentioned because um, there's always great music but you you're never able to like think there's always great music every year but you're never able to uh just immediately recall it mm-hmm. um and and 2017 um not not much has come out yet, but I'm yeah, really excited for some gorillas. of the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have anticipated albums? Because I've got my list of anticipated albums. Gorillas mostly. Cause yeah, they, they, they. I can get behind that. There was a Rolling Stone article in 2013 that said they'd have a new album by 2016. Well, let me tell you, 2016 has gone, and uh, no real news on it. They've done those weird like Twitter story things. I've read them. Uh, uh, they they said Noodle made a Spotify playlist of EDM artists, and I was like, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> I'd prefer Gorillas and Noodles, one of the fictional band members of. Yeah. Gorillas. Yes, I know they're not real. Well, they um, they are real. They they just like hide behind cartoons. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's two guys. There's there's the uh, there's the real the cartoonist, people. and then there um there's the actual music guy. I forgot their name. Oh wait, I thought that, I thought that it was like a super group. I thought that they were actually. Oh, well, okay, it's, so, like, the main members, I guess. Okay. And so, and then, like, they have a ton of different people, like, swap in and do gotcha. and stuff like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Like, uh, the, the singer from Little Dragon, she she occasionally will hop in as Noodle, who is the, uh, one of the, one of the main, uh, people in, sure. in the fictional band. I, I can definitely get behind a new Gorillaz album. I, I do like me a bit of Gorillaz. Uh, same kind of goes for Bad Religion. They were um, kind of due to release an album last year, um, and they didn't have one. They said that they're just going to kind of – they've got some material. They kind of need to work up some chemistry with their new drummer, and uh, they said that they would start recording late 2016. Haven't heard any news on that, uh, but they're definitely up there. Same with Propagandi. Um, they just keep getting better every year. Um, excited to see what they bring in 2016. Um, Days and Days – um, very kind of prominent folk punk uh, band, and uh, hopefully that'll be hopefully that will be better than the new Ramshackle Glory album, which is an album that it just it was their last album. It's it's kind of it's it's okay, um, but it's it's not it's not the um, I don't know it's not their first album. Live uh, the live the dream. The album being mediocre, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, well, their first album is an incredible album. It's a oh, great album. Incredible. It is really good. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's uh, live the dream. Check it out. Um, if you if you like some folk, you like some punk, you like some in between. Um, it's it's just it's an album that I've found myself coming back to over and over again. 
their last two albums they've released two albums since uh, the most recent being at, at the beginning of 2017 and they announced it would be their last album as they've already broken up but they just released another album um, and so it's I don't know it's okay listen to live the dream you really don't need to go beyond that if you want to listen to Ramshackle Glory uh, that's not what I was talking about I was talking about Days and Days I'm excited for that album too um, any other albums you're excited for? Uh, none that I can think of right Steel now. Steel Panther is releasing a new album, and I'm ex- I'm excited for the new Steel Panther. Do you listen to much Steel Panther? No. Oh, they're I'm great. Not, I know what they are, but yeah, the I I I just love how committed they are to the act, um, and they just if for anybody who doesn't know, Steel Panther is kind of a parody hair metal glam metal um, band, kind of reminiscent of like Motley Crue or um, I don't know. Wait, what was the what was the album, what was the artist that released Jump Van Halen? Um, kind of similar to them, um, and they kind of play off of those uh, kind of just the ridiculous get-ups and the ridiculous, I don't know, thing, what, whatever they put the on. Yeah, and so it's in 2016, and, and their lyrics can get a bit old, but they just do the sound so well. Um, and yeah, so that's so that's uh, Steel Panther for you. Um, Not good. You don't like Steel Panther? No. Oh, no. I, I mean, like, I, I got that you, you weren't a fan of that, like, you weren't a big fan of them, but I, I didn't think that you actually, I mean, like, actively disliked them. I mean, it's funny for a little them. bit, but after a while, it's like, I get, I get the joke. Metal's like, oh, we're, we're so we're so metal, and hair, me- hair, hair metal never died and stuff. And if you actually, I like, if you look at, like, interviews with the band members, they're actually really funny people. No, um, I'm, I'm not I'll, denying that they're yeah. funny people, it's just that, you know, it Their lyrics can't, can't get a bit support. old. I, I I do I do get that their lyrics can get a bit old, but um they they actually legitimately write songs that like sound like they could have come out of real like hair metal artists like they sound like they could have been played on the radio in the eighties which I aware I'm aware that I was not alive in the eighties so I do not know what was actually on the radio but I, things I think, that you're told were on the radio yes the yes um other than that um uh, you ever you listen to much System of a Down. Really? No? No, no. Oh. I, I, Sorry, for some reason, Sean. I got the impression that you would. No. Okay. Well, anyways, we're, we're going to be wrapping up here. Um, you got one more song. Um, I had a song in mind, but if you want to play a song, Danny, um, I am open to that, too. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to give a shout-out to a movie that I was reminded uh, when you were talking about a documentary. And mm-hmm. there is a documentary that I need to see. It's called Tickled. It's um, about uh, competitive underground tickling. I'm not joking. It's real. Um, and I still haven't seen it, but it was apparently really good. And I really want to watch it. Oh, we're doing shout-outs. Uh, Sammy does these all the time, so I feel like I have um, every right to do so. Uh, Matthew Kozak has has, has shout-out shout that he's he's done. Um, we're just going to play a Fugazi song since we are going to be interviewing Ian McKay next next week on the Radiothon. Ian just a Mackay, reminder. one of the biggest punk boys to ever yes. live. Yes, and if you're a fan of, of Minor Threat or Fugazi or any of the bands he influenced, uh, you, you might have heard of, of Rage Against the Machine oh. or Foo Fighters or any of those okay. bands. Okay, so movie you need to see. Um, my expertise is more in movies than uh, music. Green Room. Oh, yeah, I've heard, heard about that. that? It's, it's, yeah. a real, it's a movie kind of centered around like a punk band. Yeah, about like about Nazi punks. Punk it's like, hey, I've heard that <laughs> stuff come out of Sean's mouth. Yeah. It's also a really good movie, and I liked it. It's real uh, scary. Yeah, great. So we're gonna we're gonna play. Also, shout out Radiothon. Yeah. Um, 
So this is our only fundraiser of the year. Yeah. We used to sell citrus. We don't do that anymore because the citrus wasn't that good. Um, so now we like interview famous people. I like the uh, juice oranges. They made good juice. Uh, it, uh, okay, I, I didn't have any of the juice of the... But then they all rotted, so okay, yeah. then I couldn't eat, I'd drink them anymore. But now we've got Radiothon. It's much better. We interview a bunch of cool famous people and talk to them, and then uh, people send us money so we can keep doing this every year. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, listen and uh, donate, maybe, because we need it. Great. Um, I've got one more song I'm gonna play. It's only like, it's only two minutes, but it's actually a minute and fifty nine seconds. It's not two minutes. Um, it came off of Fugazi's last album, which was the soundtrack to their um, documentary Instrument, um, and it's it's kind of an obligatory uh, song to play from Fugazi. I've been playing all my favorite Fugazi songs, and this one uh, it's it's a nice little piano ballad that uh, hopefully you guys can get behind. It's called I'm So Tired. And uh, we're going to play and then get off of the air. Uh, Bye. Barely see my breath surrounded by jealousy and death. I can't be reached. Only have a contract. Separate from you all, you all. This time, lost my own return in spite of everything I've learned. I hit my tracks, spit out all my air. of all my care, my Taking round 